Welcome back, everybody. If this is your first time joining the Mining Coach podcast, you are so welcome. I'm very excited about today. We're going to talk about engaging with your teams, how to have an effective conversation with your teams. And it's so topical. And I'm very excited about sharing what we've learned over the years and what works for, for most of us. But also, if you're in, in line management, if you're a leader of a team of people, if you're uh, just a frontline supervisor, but you have to engage with people regularly, this podcast will help you a lot. All right, so let's jump into it. Let me ask you this question. How often do you stand in front of your team and you feel awkward? You feel insecure? You actually fear going out to speak to them. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Most of you are saying yes, nodding your heads and say, that's me. Well, do you know that the, one of the biggest fear of 80% of people on this planet is the fear of speaking in front of people? So it's absolutely normal, absolutely common that you may feel very vulnerable engaging with your team. What I want to share, what we're going to share with you today is the fact that there are tools, there are ways to actually make it a lot easier for you to deal with that. And we're going to have, we're going to talk about five things, just five tips to help you deal with team engagement. But let me start off with a story of myself. And I will never forget, I was a young miner underground um, and I got my first contract to do uh, to be responsible for production. And it was a development team, so blasting the tunnels underground. And I remember that very first day, standing in front of the team as the miner for the first time. And now this is, this is, this is my job. I have to daily be responsible for this team, communicate with them, give them feedback. And it was extremely daunting. It was... Yeah, it was one of the biggest things I feared in my life. And so we all go through this, and it's quite natural. And I will never forget when I was a couple of years later uh, and going up the ranks, and I was an underground manager, section manager, and I was addressing a couple of people in a public venue. Uh, it was a town hall session, and... I needed to speak to a lot of people and there were parents there and there were mine workers there, supervisors, you know, it was a big group of people. And I was petrified. <laughs> and I remember speaking to my wife afterwards, asking her for feedback. And her words to me was that you never looked at anybody. You never looked them in the eye. You, you never made eye contact with anybody. How do you know that you've engaged with, your, with the people in front of you, your audience? So it happens to all of us. It's a journey. Uh, today I'm a lot better. Uh, it's still, there are still butterflies in the stomach when you, when you talk to people. But I think today it's looking at things in a different way, in a different perspective. Recently, I've also been at 
mine sites where you see supervisors engaging with people that are terrible at engaging with people. And you see people disengage on their smartphones, not uh, participating in the conversation, not actually having any idea of what's planned for the shift or how do they go about their business for the day. And supervisors that were horrible in giving feedback and just playing, you know, just going over issues and not, not actually addressing, you know, the elephant in the room. So it's very real in our business of mining, whether you're in the plant, whether you're leading a finance team, whether you are an underground, in underground production in the mining front, whether you're leading a technical service specialist team, it doesn't really matter where you are. You're going to have to be faced, or most of us will be facing people, teams, and have to talk to them. So this is a topic close to my heart because I think I've learned along the years to, to get better at this, and it was only because it was active active learning on my end to change the way I look at things and to engage with people differently. So what are the five things we're going to talk to talk to you today about, how to effectively engage with the team? And there are many books written on this, uh, and there are many more than just five. I just like to keep it simple, just just. You know, just have five for today. And if you just focus on the five and you get these five things sorted out in the next couple of weeks and months, you will be a lot more effective engaging with your teams. All right, so the first one is we're going to talk about being yourself. Secondly, connecting with your team. How do you connect with that team? But making sure you connect with them. Thirdly, listen without interrupting. It's quite difficult. (laughs) Fourthly, giving them feedback, and lastly, just being committed to consistency. All right, so those are the five things. So let's get into the first one, being yourself. Once again, my own story, and I think we learn a lot from other people's stories, and I can recall in the first couple of years, well, the first two years at least, when I was a frontline supervisor, a shift boss or shift supervisor for that matter, I was looking for my own identity. I was looking at successful shift supervisors and how did they go about doing their business. And then for a month or two, I would try this person's style and then it wouldn't work for me. And then I would try somebody else's style and that wouldn't work for me. And, you know, after a while, I realized I can only be myself. I can only be authentically me. You know, we can put up a facade. We can put up, you know, we can be a poser about who we are but people actually know who and what we are by just observing our actions and knowing and seeing what they what they see about us and so the first step in effective team engagement is just being yourself just don't try and pretend of being somebody that you're not and i know it sounds simple but it's really quite hard Because some of us really want to perform and showcase just to impress people. And people see through us. You know, we underestimate how clever people are at behavior, reading our behavior, reading our actions, and our actions scream at people. So if you just stay being yourself, being authentically you, 
uh, and sometimes that authentically you needs some work, which is not a bad thing because even if we are vulnerable and being honest with ourselves, it, I, I remember I had a terrible temper when I started off in mining. I, I would lose my, my head like this. I would just, you know, it was just flick of the switch and then I would, you know, I would fly off the charts. And that is not a that is not a nice person to be around with. And so just being yourself, and I'm not saying lose your temper in front of people, that's not the what I'm <laughs> that came out wrong, eh? <laughs> what I'm saying is that people will see through you and just be yourself, just be you. All right, so second thing connect with your team how do we connect with our team so let's be practical about it you walk into the, that very first engagement with your team or maybe you've been engaging with them for the last couple of months maybe the last couple of weeks maybe the last couple of years uh, the very first step to connect with people is actually just to be interested in them know their names do you know your people's names? Do you know their family's names? Do you know their, their partner's names, their, their children's names? If you are dealing with that team on a regular day-to-day -day basis, week in, week out, and you don't show a real interest in people, you're going to find it very hard to connect with them. So really what I want to inspire you is that you should make the effort of getting to know people, getting to be interested in them. You know, it's not about you. When, when, when we are in leadership positions where we lead people, it's never about us. It's always about them. And being interested in them and finding things that uh, can spark a conversation that it builds the bridge between you and them. For example, you both like soccer. And having those conversations outside of that team meeting, outside of that session and meeting with them in the front line some time later in the day or later in the week and having real conversations and being really interested in them really builds trust with people and so what i want to encourage you to do is to connect with them uh, ask questions you know people say how do i connect with people i, I, I recently actually read a book is that everybody communicates few connect by john maxwell and it was a profound book. It's, it's one of his great books. I think it was his um, 86th or 85th book that he read, uh, that, he, that he wrote. <laughs> uh, and I've read many of his books. But I realized that a lot of us communicate, but we few of us connect. And connecting with people is, is an art. But it can be learned, and it's a skill that you can develop. And one of the things that John talks about is asking questions and asking deeper questions. So if your team is faced with a challenge, ask questions. Why is this an issue? What do you think is the problem? Um, what do you think is the root cause of the problem? And allow them to, to talk. And which leads me to the third point of listening. Now, once again, listening is a skill. I want to repeat that. Listening is a skill. We have two ears, one mouth, which means 
we should listen twice as much as what we are talking. Now, I know this is easier said than done. And why I say this, because it's still working progress in my life. And to listen to people without interrupting them is one of the key golden nuggets about listening. If you can listen to people talking without interrupting them, without forcing your agenda or your thinking or just, I, I don't want to forget what I want to say while you say this, so you want to interrupt them, you're not showing them the respect that they deserve. So listening is an art, it's a skill. But I want to encourage you to listen without interruption. Listen through what they want to say. And when one of the one of the skills that I've certainly learned over the years, and especially during negotiations with unions and what have that was a specific skill that you know I was I was taught late in my life, you don't have to wait that long. <laughs> is to repeat to them what you've heard them say. Do I hear you correctly in saying that, you know, the following is your issue, that, you know, this and that and the other? Is this what I hear you saying? And people will immediately guide you to, to let you know that you've heard well or you didn't listen properly. And they will then re direct you to the real issue and then you go back to them again in that same conversation you say all right i think i understand a little bit better now is this the issue you know can and you cannot articulate to them better what the real issue is than what they have expressed to you after you've really listened and asked questions and asked more questions and if you have been able to do that you do a lot of things for that team you start building trust, you actually show to them that you are interested in them and that you are listening. You know, I, and this, there's no science behind what I'm going to say now, but I would guess that probably about 70% of supervisors, frontline supervisors and leaders uh, are actually quite terrible at communicating and engaging with their teams. And if you just show real interest, ask questions and repeat people's challenges to them after you've listened to the issues, I'll tell you what, you, you're going to get a, a shift in performance just for the mere fact that you are making the effort of listening to them. Now, this is quite brutal. But you are not listening to this podcast because just you want to be average. You, want to, you are a top performer already. You've got ambitious goals for your career, for your life, for your business, uh, for your entrepreneurial venture. And you are listening to this podcast because you're above average. And when I say this is quite brutal, what I mean by that is when we really engage with people, we are faced with their issues. We are really confronted with the core of what makes them successful or not. And remember that our job as supervisors is to enable people. Our job as leaders are to help people being successful. Hold the ladder against the wall so that they can climb higher than what you have been. So a lot of the, in a lot of cases, when, when your team gives you feedback or there's that team meeting taking place and there's some real issues, 
it's brutal because you are the frontline supervisor. You are the frontline leader to help them navigate this difficult situation. All right, so which leads us to the fourth one, which is giving feedback. Now, feedback is one of those silver bullets that very few leaders actually use effectively. And what feedback is to tell them and give them feedback on the issues. Now, let's, let's, let's assume for a moment that there's a real problem. They don't have the spares or the equipment or the tools to do their job. And you commit to them that you're going to resolve this. And a very important part of resolving their problems is to give them feedback at how things are going. Because some of those things take time. Some of those is out of your control. You can't promise something you don't control, uh, which is a point that we should touch on just now, but I'll get back to that one. And, but to give them feedback at where you are in the progress of resolving the issue or what is, what is the feedback. And feedback sometimes may actually be no. No, I can't do this for you or no, this cannot be done. That's also feedback, negative or not. It is feedback. It's better than saying nothing. <laughs> and, and, and people will appreciate the fact that you say, no, this cannot be done. And unfortunately, this is beyond my scope. But what I can do for you is the following A, B, and C. And they will appreciate that feedback. And if you commit to them to get back to them in a week's time or two weeks' time and give them feedback, you better make sure you do that. So feedback is quite brutal but it's also a huge silver bullet in building trust with your team. Now, one thing that I just want to elevate in this conversation about giving feedback is a lot of times we catch ourselves in a trap, which is like it's your own bottle that you've decided to step into. And that's to promise something that you don't control. Never make promises to your team that you don't have 100% control over. That will destroy your credibility. Don't promise what you do not have full control over. But if you have control over your budget and you can order a special tool or you can get something done because it's 100% in your scope of work and that's part of your job, absolutely make those promises and give, give that feedback. But if it's not, and there are other role players involved, make sure you're honest and authentic about how that feedback is going to go back to the team. But give it to them. And even if that feedback, once again, is negative or neutral, give the feedback. Tell them, actually, in a week or in a day's time, that you've actually gone, you've spoken to this person, and... Um, they have committed to resolve this, you will keep on following up and you'll keep on giving them feedback. That's feedback and people will love you for that. Finally, is commit to consistency and once again I'll go back to being brutal. Leadership is wonderful and it's a wonderful privilege to lead people but it's also brutal. Uh, one of the reasons why people don't run effective team engagement sessions or team meetings or 
stand-up meetings or shift handover meetings or whatever meetings you want to you are engaged with on a day-to-day basis at, at the mining operations or anywhere in the world is the fact that it's brutal. It's brutal to go back and having to face the same music. And a lot of us don't have the guts and the, the willingness to actually go and face the music. Now, if you commit to consistency, if you commit to do this diligently, ongoingly uh, as a way of your habits, your good habits as a leader, I'll tell you, you will be in the top 10% of leaders and supervisors out there, uh, without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. If you, and I'll give you a practical example. I, during COVID, I was, I was a leader of, of a business and we went through a horrible time in COVID, but we also didn't have the best safety record at the time and we were doing introspection of what what has gone wrong and and we realized that we were not as visible and out in the fields walking walking the shop floors walking the underground walking the engineering workshops just being around visible and engaging with people as we used to be because of COVID and we committed as a leadership team that we will have two sessions a week we, we actually commit ourselves to going back and, and just doing the basics right. And one of those sessions was to always attend a shift handover meeting on a weekly basis. And the other one was actually just to another session in the week just to just be uh, walking the fields, as I call it. And it doesn't take too much of your time to do it. But it takes huge commitment and huge follow-through to actually do it in a disciplined way every week. But after a couple of weeks, and why I say it's brutal, a couple of themes emerged to with you know emerged uh, as to us as a business things that we could easily resolve by making a key a couple of key decisions and then giving action to those decisions. And they were things that, that we heard consistently with all our engagements with, uh, with, with people in our, in, you know, at the operation, at the business. And by, I think we made three big decisions that were very topical, very warm, hot conversational topics. And when we repeatedly went back over a couple of weeks, we realized these are not such small issues. They are quite big. But once again, these issues wasn't going to break the bank or destroy the operation from a cost base. And we decided to do a few things, uh, which actually meant spending a little bit more money at um, on our people. And it was actually quite a small investment. But may I tell you that that small investment that we did fundamentally shifted the morale of the, of the business. It fundamentally shifted performance, production, safety, and we had a phenomenal turnaround. And I wouldn't, pres- well, I wouldn't describe it everything to, to, to what we call our visible failed leadership sessions, but I do want to say it was it was very close to a silver bullet. But one of our successes in doing that was the commitment to consistency, the commitment to do it every day, uh, every week, actually. And 
one of my days was a Friday to do a, a shift handover meeting. And and I must tell you, the, the shift handover meeting is, is nothing big. It, it, it's, it's every Friday I, I was doing this. And it, it wasn't long. It's, it, it's, it's an half an hour that you commit your, your week to. Can you, can you imagine that? Um, half an hour a week out of a 45, 50-hour week. And, but just doing it consistently. There were weeks that I, that I wasn't in the mood of doing it. I, I, I said, look, you know, and time flies. You, you know, you wipe your eyes, another week is gone. And you've got all sorts of excuses why not to do it. And I decided I will do this. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to this. And uh, we did this for, yeah, for, for more than, well, a couple of years until I left the operation. And it had phenomenal results. And I do want to urge you to commit to consistency. There's nothing that tells your team um, how committed you are if you commit in this and they see your, in your actions you are committed to consistency. Well, um, that's it for this podcast for this week. Uh, to recap the five things to effectively engage with your team. Number one, be yourself. Number two, find ways to connect with your team. Number three, listen without interruption. Number four, give feedback. And number five, commit to consistency. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your mining. Cheers.